Well, hello and welcome to the Faithfully Entrusted Podcast with pastor, author, teacher, Dr. Travis Tyler. I am Zachariah Pugh and I will be your host and welcome back. It's been several weeks uh, since we've been with you. Uh, Travis and I both kind of went on a little bit of a mini sabbatical. I know he was busy with a lot of stuff in the summertime and uh, I was as well. Uh, our great company that I work for, it celebrated its 50th anniversary. So we were busy and had a lot going on, but uh, fall is upon us. Tennessee football is over with because they've lost too many football games. And so now we can turn our lives to the scriptures. And uh, we want to welcome in today. High hopes the yes, we all, we always have such high hopes that, that fail, which is fine. Now, now we can start reading our Bibles again because football's over with. So um, I want to welcome in a special guest that we have with us today, uh, Brent Snyder. He is the pastor of Locust Grove Baptist Church out of Weaverville, North Carolina, just a suburb uh, just i believe south of Asheville, if i'm correct right north north of Asheville, just, just north of Asheville. i've been to weaverville actually and uh so brent's going to be joining us he's a dear brother and uh been a friend with travis for several years so brent welcome to the show and why don't you tell us a little about yourself and uh and how you know travis yeah guys i appreciate it i uh, appreciate you uh, inviting me to be a part of the show today looking forward to it uh, so, yeah, I am pastor at Locust Grove in Weaverville. Um, I've been in pastoral ministry now for nine years, been in uh, ministry altogether uh, for about 14 years. Um, I've got a uh, Master's of Divinity from Southeastern and Church Revitalization, so that's really where my where my heart is. I think that's one of the strong connections that uh, Travis and I both had uh, together when we first met uh, back in, I believe, 2016, so that's been about uh, seven years ago now, I guess, which seems seems crazy. But uh, and then I'm currently working on my doctorate of ministry at Southeastern as well, uh, doing that in expository preaching. But yeah, uh, Travis and I have had a lot of opportunities to do um, some exciting ministry together, some very difficult ministry together, and uh, it's it's been good. And so I'm I'm thankful, excited for uh, today. Appreciate Travis inviting me to be on. We've been down in a foxhole before together, you know, so. Yeah, we have. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, Brent, we're glad to have you today. The more, the merrier. Uh, I'd like to say that, it's, you know, I was beating up on Travis so bad that he had to bring another pastor in to help, you know, Facts solidify. Right At least the yeah. referee. <laughs> the right. reinforcements have arrived. The, the reinforcements have <laughs> arrived. So just a reminder, we've been off, like I said, for a few weeks, you know, uh, Pastor Tyler and Pastor Brent are going to bring a theological perspective, and I always try to come in with kind of the layperson perspective. So we'll be doing that as we dive in today. So we're going to talk about a great topic today, something that's truly um, uh, close to my heart, and that is the Reformation, Reformation Day. And some of you may know what that is. Some of, may, of you may have no clue what Reformation Day is. And I think it's really important to understand uh, Reformation Day and uh, the story of Martin Luther. So, Travis, as we dive in this today, uh, we're excited to talk about it. And it falls on a very, very important day in American uh, social um, history. So why should we know about Reformation Day alongside Halloween? Well, because Reformation Day is October 31st. Um, let me take you back in time to a spookier, darker time. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Years ago, the Church of the Middle Ages, primarily the Catholic Church, many popes have come and gone, including Pope Gregory, who uh, in his dreams had a dream that there was a place called purgatory. And the only way a person could get out, not rooted in scripture, but in a dream of Pope Gregory, the only way a person could get out of there was to pay something called an indulgence. 
and you could only get those through the Catholic Church, which also conveniently helped pay for the building of their cathedrals in Rome. But that's another discussion altogether. And so the other issue was uh, during the Middle Ages, before the invention of the printing press, Bibles were very scarce, and the Catholic Church generally frowned on anyone reading the Bible except, you know, Catholic priests. And so largely believers were completely and utterly dependent on someone else reading them the scriptures. They didn't have access to Bibles like we do. Now in America today, people are biblically literate, but not because they don't have access to the Bible, but because they're lazy. <laughs> you know, the average American home has about three Bibles in it. But the time period we're talking about, the average home in Western Europe had no Bibles in it in the 1400s. And so um, here comes this young guy onto the stage who at first was going to be a lawyer, but in the middle of a of a bad rain, thunderstorm, lightning struck, knocked him off his horse, and he just prayed, God, if you'll get me out of this, I'll do whatever. Committed his life, his life to being a priest. That gentleman, of course, is the great Martin Luther. And as he began studying scripture, he became, in particular, I believe, as he looked at Galatians and Romans, right, Brent? Those two, those two yes. books of the New Testament. Yep. Um, became more and more convinced that the system that was set up in the church at the time was wrong and corrupt and that he needed to start a reformation. And that reformation was written down 95 things that he saw that needed to change in the church. And he took that piece of paper and he swung the hammer and nailed it to the church at Wittenberg in Germany. And that was the hammer swing heard round the world on October 31st, 1517. And that was the spark that started the Reformation. And along with that has come a lot of great memes uh, in the last few years as memes have come along. One of my favorite one is is Martin Luther kind of looking back at what would have been a camera and he's nailing it and it says nailed it. You know, so you can look for those for those the, yeah. for those people that share theological stuff on Halloween Day. You'll see that stuff going around. Mm -hmm. Um Brent, why, why do you feel like so many people don't know about Reformation Day? Because that's going to be one of the things that I kind of bring to the table. You know, we know about Halloween. There's arguments about how much we should celebrate Halloween. Here's a very, you know, monumental moment in the Christian faith, in the evangelical faith. And most people on next, I believe it's Tuesday or whatever the 31st falls on, will not have any comprehension about uh, Reformation Day. Why do you feel like that is? Yeah, I definitely agree. Um, there's uh, if you if you say something like it's Reformation Day, even from the pulpit, you get a lot of sort of crooked stares and confused looks. And and I think in general, Zach, that um, there is a lack of knowledge or understanding of church history, mm, yeah. just just in general in the pew. Uh, and, and, you know, to, to be honest with you, that's that's probably the fault of uh, of pastors. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, it's it's our responsibility in some regard to to educate people on on church history. And so I think sort of across the board, not just with the Reformation, there's a there's a lack of understanding, a lack of knowledge about church history. And then the other part of it is, you know, with with Halloween like most holidays, it's become a commercial holiday, right? right. And so yeah. um, that's what that's what is constantly in your face. That's what's being advertised. And so uh, any any historical uh, significance that a particular holiday might carry, it it sort of gets pushed to the wayside. I mean, you even see that with Christmas, right? Yeah. I mean, I know our church 
church people know what Christmas is about, uh, but just in general, the reason for the season, if you will, uh, sort of gets pushed to the back burner, even in Christian homes because of the commercialization of the holiday. Um, and that's certainly, I think, a pretty large contributing factor when it comes to October 31st. Halloween yeah. is commercialized, the history of Halloween itself, but definitely the Reformation, uh, a significant day, uh, is not just pushed to the back burner, but sort of kicked to the side altogether. Yeah. So those two things. And and I'll, and I'll tell our listeners, um, in season one, episode 17, Travis and I take on Halloween, and we talk about whether we should celebrate Halloween. So go back through our archives and uh, check out that podcast if you have some questions about Halloween and, and how it should be celebrated. So, you know, we I think we all agree that this is a holiday from a Reformation standpoint that a lot of people don't know about. So let's talk a little bit about why it's important and what are the things. What did uh, when when Martin Luther nailed his thesis to the door of the church? What what was in there? What was he trying to get across to to the people, Travis? Well, I think I think you could break the the reformation down it's classically broken down and taught as the five solas sola meaning alone and so without going we don't have enough time in this podcast to go through a 95 thesis but these will these do encapsulate it well and it also should be noted that martin luther was not doing this alone there were other reformers that in different areas were doing this john knox in scotland uh you had martin uh you know, Martin Luther's a German. You have John Calvin, a Frenchman who later moves to Geneva. That's a scary name to mention on Halloween. Everybody has a very charged opinion about him, even though most people don't know much about him. <laughs> and then Rick Swingley, personally, one of my favorite reformers, because he died with an axe clutched in his hand in battle. But anyhow, uh, that would be my, you could always combine Halloween with Reformation Day and dress up as your favorite reformer. That's but anyway, right. <laughs> uh, so, Walk, walking around with a, like burning, you know, yeah. like a, yeah. Double it. You know, you could be Luther with the friar outfit with a hammer and a thesis in your hand. You know yeah. what I mean? Walking yeah. around I love it. People's doors, you know, <laughs> burning at the stake, like, you know, put yourself on a, a wagon and be and rolled you, around. And you had pre runners to the reformers. You know, you had John uh, Huss in the, you know, that was a bit before that um, German, but would know. Wycliffe, Wycliffe would have been, right? I mean, yeah, he would have certainly been in the vein of them. And, uh, you know, they got really mad at him for translating the New Testament into English. So they dug up his body and burned his bones. Yeah. That, re that really showed him. Yes, know, it did. Yeah. Well, to that. To that point, Travis, um, it's not, it's not just that there were a lot of different uh, reformers involved in this, but even though we're talking about this in the context of October 31st being identified as Reformation Day, this is happening over a long period of time yes. too. Yeah, because even point. even two names you mentioned there, you know, Martin Luther was incredibly influential for John Calvin. Uh, you know, almost uh, almost a, 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 a mentor, a, a long distance mentor in the sense of uh, some of his writings and things were very influential for John Calvin. And so, it, though the day is significant because of the event in Wittenberg, um, this thing didn't turn around overnight, basically. Yeah, no, that's a great, that's a really, really great point for sure. Um, so Travis, like you said, there's no way to go through the, the 95 thesis, but there are these, you know, in Christ alone, in, in grace alone, in faith alone, in scripture alone, uh, in glory to God alone. What what are, what's one maybe that you would, you know, that stands out? It's hard. Those are all wonderful truths uh, to hang on to, especially for people. Would it be scripture alone? Because, because the people did not have a Bible to read, like they needed to be taught that, Hey, you need to go study your Bible instead of having somebody tell you what yeah. it says. 
Yes, um, I would say, you know, all the reformers are going to be great expositors of the word. And that was something, you know, the clergy of their day were not proficient in the in the study of scriptures. They would learn different Latin cantations and make the congregation repeat after them. They built their services around the Lord's Supper and Latin incantations, and people just didn't really understand what scripture was saying and how to apply it. You know, what I always teach my church, what does the scripture say? What does it mean? How does it apply? That thinking comes out of the Reformation. You know what I mean? Like in the word of God being central to the life of the church is incredibly important. And seeing the Bible as ultimate, infallible authority for faith and practice, whereas in the Catholic Church, they view scripture and tradition and and what the pope says as he speaks ex officio from the from the seat without error you know um that that's a big change you know from the catholic church so what what would you say uh is the, the most impactful for you would it would it be scripture alone or or do you have something in this that just hits home more for you on what on what uh, martin luther said grace alone okay why it would be grace alone uh because it underscores this concept that um, God's unmerited favor and not what you do is mm-hmm. what saves you. Yeah. And that's totally different. I mean, you know, in that system of their day, which was by these indulgences, do this, you know, the Catholics had, you know, we in Baptist life, we don't call uh, the Lord's Supper or um, baptism a sacrament because we don't believe that God's grace is distributed through these things. We call them ordinances. And it's important because we believe God's grace is through faith alone, you know, in the grace of God. So I would say that one. Brent, what would you say? What, what one sticks out to you as the, you know, not, not that one is more important over the other, but what, sure. what, uh, what speaks to you the most? You know, I kind of look at uh, Christ alone as, as sort of the culmination of all of these, um, you know, it's well. It's almost it's almost like the foundation and the culmination. Uh, you know, scr- scripture is going to point to Christ alone. Faith is to be in Christ alone. Grace is extended through Christ alone, um, and 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 God has brought glory uh, through Christ alone. And so, you know, for me, that uh, that's sort of the culmination, maybe of the entire Reformation. For me, is is just a return to Christ. Uh, emphasizing all of uh, the the sufficiency and the significance of Scripture, of faith, of grace, and of course, um, the ultimate goal, uh, God's glory. Yeah, one of the things that I put my flag in the ground for being a, a, a lay guy and the guy, you know, Bible studies I'm in or or different things, is to me the Scripture alone. You know, you guys. Typically, pastors don't have time read. You know, have a trouble reading their Bible, right? You guys are studying. You're doing, you know, you're in the word constantly. You're taking your Bible to the, you know, the, to the funeral, you're taking it to the wedding. Like you're, you're involved in every aspect of life. <clears throat> People as church members, not that we don't necessarily do as much of that. So one of the things that I always try to challenge people and the, the reason I love Martin Luther is because he really, I, I love the fact that it's back to the Bible. You know, it was back to the Bible. It was, well, it wasn't even, <laughs> it's been a long time since they were in the Bible. So even saying back to the Bible, you know, is aggressive. But for us today in 2023, like you said, Travis, average house has three Bibles. Men as a whole need to be leading their families and uh, need to be in the word. You got to know what the Bible says and any kind of thing that happens in our life We've got to go back and say, what does the Bible say about it? You said this a little bit earlier, Travis. So in scripture alone, 
getting back to the Bible, studying the Bible, spending time in prayer, writing the Bible, writing the word of God on your heart. It's just the most important thing that I think we can do as believers. And then all these other things will just be revealed to us uh, as we do that. So Travis, as we, as we kind of wrap this up and Brent as well, what would you guys close in saying about the reformation and uh, Martin Luther and what it means to us as believers? Yeah. I mean, I, I just, I, I don't think the significance could be overstated um, for the impact that we still feel um, today. I mean, uh, essentially what it boiled down to though, the reformers, maybe had some, uh, each of the reformers that we've mentioned, they all maybe had uh, some different theological uh, understanding of of certain aspects of what the Catholic Church was doing was wrong. Uh, but ultimately, it, it gets to the point where there's a realization that the Catholic Church is essentially a false church. Mm. Um, and, and so that in and of itself is significant because uh, these men these men paved the way for not just a different option, but a better option uh, for the church to be built on the solid foundation of all these things that we've been talking about, uh, Scripture alone, Christ alone, grace alone, and so on and so forth. And so I, I don't think it can be overstated. I think it's impossible to know where we would be today without these men, uh, but it's scary to think of the possibilities where we would be without them. Yeah, I would I would agree with what Brent said, and I would say three things as to why the Reformation Day matters to you as a listener of this podcast. One, it reconnects you, it connects you to the Bible, right? Uh, emphasizing the importance of Scripture and personal faith, as you mentioned a minute ago, Zach. And two, it embraces individual responsibility. You know, it uh, it shows that, you know, you don't have to go through a priest directly, that you can, you can now take responsibility for your growth uh, and and your spiritual disciplines, you know, thanks to the work and the way that was paved there. And then there's a unity and diversity. I know a lot of people probably get confused with Presbyterians, Baptists, non-denoms, all these different things. But on first-tier issues, like, you know, how are, how's a person saved? There is unity that is there. there we may disagree on uh, trivial matters or even second-tier theological matters, even modes of baptism. But when it comes to the gospel— there's a unity that is there. And so, uh, and that stands over and against what the Catholic church teaches, which is sort of a pay as you go plan versus a once and for all paid plan through Christ alone. Yeah. And we talked a little bit about it, but all these guys, you know, faced death, you know, and were incredibly brave, um, to stand for what they stood for because it was not a popular thought process. And many of them lost their lives, you know, Martin Luther lived in exile and had to hide for most of his life. Um, so, you know, very dangerous. And and I think that's for us today. We're in 2023. There, there are things, there are issues that we deal with. Uh, we've done podcasts on them uh, where you as believers, pastors are going to have to take stands and, uh, and it's going to be scary sometimes, but we have to do it. So um, the beauty is, is that God gives us that, um, ability, I believe. But if you're not spending time with him, if you don't know him, and if he doesn't know you, then it's going to be tough to stand uh, when you when the fires hit. So Travis, Brent, do you guys have anything you would want to close on uh, on this Reformation podcast? Got a little got a little nugget for you. Ooh, we love nuggets. Good. They always close with a little golden nugget here. Of course, this sometimes is gonna... sometimes they're not golden. That's got to This is from the great Martin Luther that we've been talking about mm. today. Faith is a living, daring confidence in God's grace, 
so sure and certain that a man could stake his life on it a thousand times. It's rich. That was that was a golden one. Yeah, no, that's fantastic. Brent, do you have anything in closing? No, I think it's been. Uh, I think it's an important discussion. I would say this about the reformers, um, man. It, it's so beneficial just to just to pick up a biography of one of these guys and yeah. read it because um, it's really easy just to maybe either take one theological position or one event and uh, sort of identify these individuals by that position or by that event. But man, there was so much more depth to their lives and their ministry and their theology, and so. Uh, it's just incredibly enriching to pick up um, a biography of one of these guys and just spend some time uh, seeing how God worked in their life. Yeah, absolutely. Good stuff, good stuff. Well, we want to remind you that our email is faithfullyentrusted at gmail.com. And you can always reach out to us there if you have questions, if you have thoughts, if you want to make a comment on this podcast that we just did today, or if you have prayer or if you'd like to us to talk about a certain issue coming up. So please reach out, tell us what you think, and uh, if there's a way we can pray for you or topics again, we would love to discuss them. Well, for Dr. Travis Tyler and for Brent Snyder, we appreciate him joining us today. I'm Zachariah Pugh. Join us next time when we open God's Word to find out how Christ has faithfully entrusted us with His Word. We will see you next time. God bless, happy Reformation Day, and have a great, great week.